Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode seven of season six. Gosh, can't believe we're already halfway through the season. I wasn't going to say that, actually, but thank you. No, I was going to say, y'all, we've been working on this episode outline for the last like two and a half hours. Also that. We don't normally prep this extensively anymore. Like this is like season one level prep. But this episode, y'all, I. It's going to be a doozy. I'm so excited. I am going to apologize in advance. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I'm under control now. We've gotten all our feelings out. All the raw feelings out about this episode before we recorded. So it's going to be a good time. Yes. So we are just really excited for this conversation. But before we jump in, y'all know the drill. Two things. If you aren't following us on Instagram, now would be a great time to start because... We just love connecting with more and more of y'all over there. So we are at LFTM underscore podcast. We story pretty much every day. We love interacting with y'all that way. You get a kind of fun behind the scenes of our lives, random things that come in our heads. You may even be able to help us plan for a future episode like we did on this one. This is all from Instagram responses. We got to questions on our story. So go do that. And real quick note. We love how many of y'all DM us on Instagram. First of all, can we just say we have been gifted <laughs> with a plethora of DMs. I feel like it's just growing and growing yeah. in volume, which is amazing. However, it's kind of slowing our response time down a it's smidge. It's just us. Yeah. We don't have any employees. <laughs> like if you're hearing from us on social media, it's us. Like right. there, we don't have an intern. Like there's We just, should look into that. Oh, that would be Someone fun. who would do stuff for us for free. For college credit? Yeah. Oh, we should do that. Anyway, moving okay, on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, but so if, if it's taken a few weeks and you haven't heard from us, don't worry. We will respond. It's just taken us a little longer than we're used to to respond. So just be patient. And on that note, we are all caught up on as of now. And I realize this episode's going to air a little later. But still, if you messaged us a while ago and you haven't heard back, Instagram probably ate the DM. Like they disappear. That does happen. Regularly. So... Okay, enough talk about DMs, but just resend it if you haven't heard back from us. Yes. And then second reminder, if you're not already signed up for our newsletter, you can do that either by going to our Instagram bio or by going to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. Every Thursday morning, we send out a newsletter with a recap of the episode, more content from other blogs, from other podcasts, old episodes of ours that pertain to what we're talking about. You get a Hallmark movie recommendation, which is everybody's, you know main reason i'm sure why they're signing up for the newsletter (laughs) no so lots of good stuff in there that you don't want to miss out on so you make sure and go sign up for that asap but if you're driving not right now so just (laughs) i always feel like it has a podcast i need to like insert that okay (laughs) bethany yes question of the day ready i'm ready you said it was fun so high expectations you shouldn't have okay (laughs) what is your favorite pasta dish oh Mm-hmm. Y'all, Italian food is my favorite food group, genre, whatever it's called. Favorite pasta dish. Um, I really like fried lasagna. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I was going to say lasagna, but I've never heard of fried lasagna. So it's at Olive Garden. <gasps> Why it's an appetizer. I'm thinking about, I have an Olive Garden gift card. I'm thinking about getting some this weekend. 
Oh, that sounds so good. It's, it's literally just like they're in their rolls and they're yeah. deep fried and they have Alfredo and marinara sauce drizzled on them. Oh, it will, it's amazing. My word. Fried lasagna. I thought we were friends. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. Fried ravioli is really good too. That doesn't make it better. You're not you're I'm not sorry. making I'm your sorry. case. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're in the South. You fry anything. And I know, good. but I'm saying that you haven't shared this with me. Okay. Like, I'm so sorry. Gosh, I failed. Rude. You I failed. Have. All right. And our friendship is crumbling <laughs> at the moment. Um. Well, I was gonna say lasagna too, but now that sounds boring. Okay. Well, no, lasagna's great. What do you like about lasagna? Like, why do it's you like not it better? It's as messy as some others in that you cut it with a knife or a fork. Because spaghetti stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to twirl it on the spoon. I'm bad at it. I end up... Have you ever seen the episode of Isle of Lucy where she's, like, trying to twirl spaghetti on a fork? I think they're in Italy. Well, she just keeps going and going and going. And she has this massive amount of spaghetti around. That's what I'm like. And so it stresses me out in public, so I don't order it. <laughs> um because it's not very uh, like good manners to cut it apparently so lasagna is more my friend <laughs> you can breathe now <laughs> sorry, i'm trying trying not to gasp <laughs> i'm sure there are a few listeners wanting me to say panay but i didn't oh my gosh okay that was the question i need to do a poll on instagram if people think i say panay weird panay 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 I don't know. You just say it Southern. I say it Southern. Panay. Panay. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So, Let's on well, to today's episode. So such a fun question. if you guys have been listening for the past, is this our third this season our of third doing this? Season, okay. Yeah. So what we have done in the past, we asked our first time, first time we did a question episode like this, we asked you guys on Instagram, I think we asked what makes dating so hard. And we took your responses to that and we completely built an episode around it. And then last season, what was the question? Shoot. If you hadn't asked me, I would know. <laughs> Hold on. I okay. Can, I can tell you. In five. Our question last season. Oh, was what is your biggest insecurity going into a date? Ah, yes. Okay. So again, we took your responses and created the whole episode around it. So this season, we kind of went a little different route, I guess, with it in that we asked you guys... Well, I guess I should give a little backstory to the question because we did it on Instagram. We told them, okay, we know you all have usually well-meaning, usually older, usually married people in your life who just really want you to be married to. And they think they've got the great idea, the one thing that's holding you back from being married. And so what a lot of people always say is, well, if you would just blank, get online, put yourself out there and a whole host of other things we're about to find out. Um, then you'd find someone. And so that's what we asked on Instagram was for you guys to fill in that blank. What are things that you have heard from people in your life where they said, if you would just blank, then you wouldn't be single anymore. So that is what we have shaped this episode around is those responses. We're going to look at them. We're going to analyze them. And then in most of the cases we are going to talk about, why they're wrong, why they're misguided, why it's a little bit off the mark, um, despite being very <laughs> well-intentioned, I guess. And we went ahead, like we've done in the past, we put them into categories, and y'all, some of them were shocking in a good way, some of them were shocking in not a good way. So we will get into that and break them all down. But first... Yes, Kristen's going to give us an overview. I'm going to give you the answer you're looking for, guys. <laughs> Because we are here today to teach you 
how to find a guy, which is what we all want. Right. Right? Okay. So if you want to find a guy, all you need to do, you might want to get a pen ready yes. if you're not driving, is make sure you're putting yourself out there. You know, make the first move and get online and use all your best pictures. Make sure your hair's done in all of them, that you're wearing plenty of makeup, but make sure you're not trying too hard because you don't want to be too intimidating or unapproachable. And be sure to give it time because you're probably too picky and you need to lower your standards a little bit, which isn't a quick process. Actually, maybe just stop looking because after all, God's going to bring him along when you least expect it, right? So just keep waiting. Make sure you pray a lot. Well, while you're at it, just ask your best guy friend out and start dating him because you probably smiled a lot at him over the years. And we all know that's how you get a guy anyways. So, I mean, no biggie. Just relax. It'll be a piece of cake. Everything's fine. <laughs> Guys, those... If- those are all literally responses that we got to this question. Like basically verbatim. If you could see my face. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> and so like we're looking at all these and we're like, wow, not, none of this is, it's clear as mud, right? Oh like, yeah. Good grief. Just do it's And it's so funny how so much of it is contradictory. Completely opposite. Yeah. Like put it's yourself ridiculous. out there, make the first move, do this, do that, but don't try too hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, do all this stuff, but. Trust God. Just keep waiting. Just keep waiting. Just stop looking, waiting. actually, because that's waiting. when he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do all this stuff, but actually stop looking. Like, yeah. that's what kills me. It's I like, know. We're going to get into all that. Yeah. So let's let's start with our first category. Okay. This made up about 20% of our, roughly 20% of our okay. responses was something along the lines of put yourself out there. How many of us have heard this? Yes. Like, if you haven't heard this, please send me a message. Like, I would love to talk to you. Yeah. Because it... It was everything from put yourself out there more, meet new people, church hop, you know. Okay, let's just pause for a second on that one. Someone telling you, okay, you, if you would just church hop, then you would find someone. I have literally been told this. I'm I like, that's not why I, I, I go to church. Know, I have been told, well, have you thought about going to their singles group? Or what about if you go there on Sunday night? Which we've said before, like, okay, if you go to a small church... And there's another church that has a singles ministry that hosts events that are solely for the purpose of single people meeting each other. Fine. Go to those. But to tell someone to church hop to find a a man completely misses the whole point of what church is about because church is not about you Mm -mm. and what you get. Certainly not in the husband category. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There There was a lot in this one. And this is one of those things that I feel like is really only helpful when someone isn't doing anything at all yes so if you are sitting at you know you go to work and there's no one at work and all you do is come home every night and just sit on the couch and you have no social life no friends no nothing and someone's telling you hey maybe put yourself out there's that's fine that's valid yeah but what it create when i hear this now and someone's like you just got to put yourself out there more Kristen. i'm thinking okay well i have a job I'm involved in a church, a different church than what I normally go to right now because of the pandemic. But I'm like Uh in church. I coach basketball. I have different friend groups I hang out with. I hang out with my family. I'm playing in a tennis league. Like, what else do you want me to do? Because then it starts to like, okay, create this culture of I'm always got to be doing more and more and more and more and more because... And what's frustrating to me is if I wasn't doing anything and then said, oh, I'm going to go coach. Oh, I'm going to go play tennis. I'm going to go do this. Then people would probably back off. But then now that that's not working, then, oh, well, you got to do more. Do more. Do more better. Yeah. And (laughs) it's so stressful and overwhelming. Yeah. It, 
it's all this one taken to a an extreme or even maybe not an extreme can create the opposite effect of you know the people telling you well you just wait on the lord because this one is like well you just keep doing more do more do more do more and if you haven't met someone you're not doing enough and that's not true it, mm-hmm. uh, this one it completely negates the sovereignty of god in a way yep um now we're not saying you should sit at home on your couch and never leave it but if you have a robust comfortable out there life <laughs> wherever there is then you trust the lord and one other little note with this if you are a person who is if you are a person who is very content being home a lot, doesn't have a busy social calendar, isn't involved in a lot of things, and you're not complaining about not meeting someone, you are truly content with that, then don't feel pressure from someone telling you you need to put yourself out there more. Mm, that's a great piece of Be advice. Be confident enough to stay in that place if you're obeying the Lord, you are doing what you should be. You're not being lazy. You are just content with a slower pace of life and just staying at home and enjoying those things. That's okay. Now, if you are doing all of those things and you are tipping over into that lazy place and you want to complain about, oh, I never meet anyone. I never do this. I never do that. Then I think there is a time and a place to say, hey, maybe put yourself out there a little bit more. But you have to know which camp you fall into. Just because someone tells you this doesn't mean you automatically have to do it. Yeah. And I get frustrated when people assume that all single people are discontent. Like, yes. that they're not one and the same. No. And again, like if these responses are coming from a conversation where you're complaining about being single, then, you know, you, you got to figure that out. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with you kind of pushing back and saying, hey, am I somehow communicating that I'm not content with the way my life is right now? Because if I am, like, please tell me, because that's right. not the case. Yeah. I'm very happy with my life right now. And people need to, like, especially married people, older married people, need yes. to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because with marriage happening so much later for a lot of people, the generation ahead of us, our parents' generation that got married so young for the most part, don't understand at all what this part of what this season of life looks yeah. like they have not experienced it and so they only see it from a distance and they can't imagine what it's like to be like oh you're by yourself and you aren't just like dying to be married every second you're breathing <laughs> you know yeah well and two things with that one they weren't ever in this stage of life because they got married earlier but even the ones who did get married later were in this stage of life 35 years ago mm-hmm. and it is a very different ball game yep for sure and and you know you can't fault them for not understanding they don't understand but just like with anything else in life if you don't understand you don't interject wisdom as if you are an expert exactly exactly one other thing i'll say before we kind of tell you why we disagree with somewhat how this is being communicated going back to putting yourself out into social situations i think there's this um kind of not maybe not a misconception but for example let's say okay I put myself I'm playing in this tennis league right now okay just because my first season I didn't meet my husband doesn't mean I either quit or go play in a different tennis league or whatever timing 
plays a part. So you play, I could play in this for four years and I may meet my husband four years from now. And maybe he's an awesome tennis player. So you had to play for four years to improve, to get to the level to cross paths with him. Exactly. You never know. And so I think there's this temptation of, oh, I'm going to go try all this stuff. And if I don't meet my person. 30 days. (laughs) Yeah. In the first month or two, then I go hop somewhere else. And it's like, no, you may need to just start there and show some consistency and some commitment to it. And then I'm not going to guarantee that, but don't feel the need to hobby hop. Yes. Because. Don't be a holly hobby hopper. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So just keep that in mind too. When you're, you know, putting yourself out there. (laughs) Yes. So to kind of sum up why this one is a, a wrong thought pattern about dating And for all of these categories, there's going to be this underlying idea that if you would just take their advice, whoever they is that's telling you to put yourself out there, um, that if you would just take their advice, then there would just be this plethora of perfect men waiting for you. Easy as that, right? If you would just put yourself out there, poof, there's your husband kind of thing. You have your own season of The Bachelorette. like kind of the idea of what you get from what people are saying. And... That is just completely false. And this one especially, like this whole like idea of, well, if you would just put yourself out there, I think sets you up for disappointment in that if you can somehow figure out where there is, then that's where all the eligible men will be. And that's just not the case. And so you're kind of just setting yourself up for that disappointment there. And, you know, instead of going through all of that effort of putting yourself out there solely for the purpose of finding a guy, How about, you know, be kind and reach out to a few friends who, you know, you know, have been lonely. This has been a very isolating year for a lot of single people and reach out to them and go try a new activity. You can get out, you can do things again, go try that or be selfless and offer to babysit for a couple in your church with young kids so they can go out. You don't know who they know, like maybe they'll and don't do it for that purpose, but you don't know, you know, give of your time and volunteer for the sake of investing in other people as you're putting yourself out there and you're doing those things, do it for that purpose. And you never know what will come of any of those things. You never, don't know who those people may know. They may introduce you to someone, but the purpose and focus is off of yourself by doing that, which will in turn serve you well in your maturing and being sanctified in the Lord, that if your purpose is solely to find a husband, you're going to overlook all of those other benefits and see it as a total failure because maybe you didn't get married because of it. Exactly. I was literally just thinking the same thing. (laughs) Like if you go into everything you do, every opportunity you take with the goal of meeting somebody and it doesn't happen, then all you're going to feel like is a failure. And you're not going to see, oh, look at the friendships I gained. Oh, look at this that I was able to help out with. Look how I was able to serve here. And so just that perspective shift is huge. Yeah in this particular area okay next category made up about 12 percent of our responses and they were all related to your appearance y'all this was tough this broke my heart yeah like i just want to read a few of these for y'all word for word because this is so heartbreaking so um we had a girl say if you would just lose 20 pounds if you would put more care into your appearance if you would lose weight if you'd wear more makeup if you'd dress better you dressed up more if you would be prettier okay that one like punched to the gut yeah like i just i hate this because and we talked about this before we were recording even like our audience is primarily female and so we know 
the people saying these things to you are also most likely female. It's your mom. It's your aunt. It's your grandma. It's your friend even sometimes. And we all know that we all think these things anyway. And for someone to just verbalize it like that is just... It like doubles up the insecurity. It doubles up the pressure. It doubles up the anxiety to tell someone if you would just be prettier, then dating would be easier. How can you say that to someone? And I got to say, this is the one that shocked me the most, this category that there were so many in a bad way, because some of these things, these are things that you just think the, the mean stepmother in the Cinderella movie says. Mm-hmm. You know, the evil stepmother in the movie says these things, not people who are supposed to care about you. And I'm not saying they're trying to be an evil stepmother. I'm not saying that at all. They, they may come from a place of actually trying to help, but I'm telling you right now, and if you need to send this to someone in your life, that is okay. Telling someone, if you would just be prettier than anything, well, I mean, what I fill in the blank after that is not a valid response. It's not helpful. It's not constructive. It's not going to get you anywhere. No. So if you have been told this, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. Like, me too. Me I too. hate it. Yeah. Because if anything, this is going to do so much more harm than good. Because yes. all you're going to do is be in your head. You're going to be, you're, from that comment, you're validating all the negative things you've ever thought about yourself exactly. and the way you look. Oh, maybe, maybe she's right. Like I do need to lose this weight. I do. And going back to what we just said a minute ago about the reasoning behind what you're doing, the reason you want to lose weight or the reason you want to look better shouldn't be for a guy. You should want to look better because you want to take good care of yourself. Yeah. And going all the way back to, I've been reading a lot about body image recently. Your girl's been having her own, like, (laughs) you know, ups and downs with this, but ultimately not to get I'm not gonna get preachy on y'all but like your body is a temple we all know this this is said multiple times in scripture you are to take care of the body you have been given that has been created in God's image regardless of what you look like because keep in mind unless you're a twin nobody looks like you (laughs) okay and even then there are differences but you have been made in the image of God and your job is to take care of the body you've been given and to put your best foot forward with whatever it is you've been given. We've talked we've we've talked about this on a few different episodes about how for whatever reason we want to just think, oh well there are multiple like Bethany has a type and I have a type and it's different and that's fine. But for whatever reason we think, oh guys only have one type and it's just not true. Mm-mm. And so yeah, to think that like this is what We wonder why eating disorders are an issue. We wonder why body image is such a big topic. We wonder why, you know, comparison is something that, you know, every third Bible study for women is talked about, you know, (laughs) it's because we're hearing stuff like this and well, and we're so quick to believe the lie. mm -hmm. We are fallen sinful human beings and we are so quick to believe that lie because that's what they are because that's what we tell ourselves yeah and so it's almost like a confirmation bias thing of we're already thinking about ourselves we're already believing that lie and someone else confirms it and then the tailspin starts yeah and when that person is someone who is close to you who cares about you whose va- whose opinion you value it adds that much more weight to it mm-hmm. yeah no pun intended yeah 
well played. <laughs> <laughs> gotta add some humor. <laughs> gotta gotta keep it light. No, and just I mean, be real honest with y'all. I was um I went through a breakup a couple years ago and somebody asked somebody close to me asked me if I thought that my weight was a was a factor in why this guy broke up with me. And I went back and was like, No, I don't. Um But but it stays in your but head. But it stays in my head. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, and then you start to think, well, maybe what if, what if it was? You start to yeah. just tear yourself down and pick yourself apart. And those things don't leave your memory. No. They stick with yeah. you. And so, like Bethany said, if you've been told one of any of these things or some variation of them, we're really sorry. Yeah. And that really sucks. And there's nothing we can say that's going to, like, erase that for you. But... Know that it's not true. It's not. It's not. And and, and here's this too. If you want to lose 20 pounds, if you want to change your hair, if you want to dress up more, more power to you. Go for it. Do it. And you know we are not female empowerment feminists. We're not saying it from that standpoint. But what we're saying is if you want to do those things and you want to improve on whatever, more power to you. But do not do it in order to impress a guy. Mm-hmm. That is just not a good precedent to set exactly exactly and kind of like we talked about we did an episode called putting your best foot Mm -hmm. forward because we get a lot of questions about appearance and attraction and all of that and we made the differentiation in that episode of there's a difference between putting your best foot forward and who you are and thinking you've got to look like someone else to get a guy and there's not just one mold you've got to fit into to be attractive. And I know that Instagram and social media and, you know, movies and whatever else make you think that. And it's not true. But somehow we've bought this lie that if I don't look like blank, he's not going to want me. And it's just, it's so, and I I, I really struggle. I still fall into, I'm not going to say that I'm totally over this because I'm not. Like there are times where I'm like, oh yeah, but I don't look like this or I don't wear this size or I don't weigh this much or whatever. But I'm like, no, Kristen, like that doesn't mean you're forever unattractive because you don't <laughs> fit this one mold. Like it's just not true. And I know that, I mean, it's one of those things you just kind of have to, Again, combating the lie with the truth, but telling yourself over and over and remind, because no one else is going to tell you that. Yeah. You're not going to get that from no, the Instagram. World large, for no, sure. you're not. You're going to get the opposite. Yeah. But just reminding yourself, hey, just like we all have types, so do guys. So you may not be one guy's type. That doesn't mean you're not all guys type. Absolutely. And, and then on top of that, too, like realizing, okay, what does God say about our appearance? What does God say about what matters? What does God say about our value? And a godly man will be viewing it from the same standpoint. He's not going to be, I mean, he's going to be attracted to you, but that's not going to be solely because of what you look like. It may not even be primarily because of what you look like. He's looking on the inside just like God does, because God is sanctifying and enabling him to do that. But if you continue on with this pattern of thinking, this will ingrain in you just this idea that you're going to carry over into your future marriage, that this guy who is now your husband is really only attracted to you because of your appearance. And as it fluctuates, he's going to be less attracted to you. And that can be so damaging to any future relationships for yourself 
it'll be damaging for him because he's trying to tell you, look, no, there, there's so much more to why I'm with you, why I love you than that. But it's so ingrained from now. So start changing that now. Start reversing that pattern now because you want to see it from the same perspective that God does and you want him to be in that same place too. And so if you're, he's telling you, no, it's not about how you look. No, whether you're married or dating or whatever, it's not that. And you're deflecting that. You're saying, oh, that's nice of you to say whatever, whatever. You're reinforcing to him too that you don't really believe him, Mm -hmm. which is going to have wider ramifications as well. Yeah. I had that happen. It was actually in the relationship that the question got asked (laughs) after we broke up, but I was really open with him about that was something that I struggled with was, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of how I viewed myself and my body and whatever. And so when he would tell me, you know, you're beautiful, you're this, whatever, he would say, I need you to believe me Mm. when I tell you those things. And it was really convicting because I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I don't. And and he's like, I'm not going to tell you that just because... I feel like I have to. I'm yeah. telling you that because I think that about you and I need you to believe that I'm being honest with you when I say that. Yeah. And so that was a, a really big turning point for me of, hey, it's not helpful to anybody for me to deflect those things. Mm-hmm. He's trying to like honor me and build me up and like say nice things about me, <laughs> yeah. which is my love language right. after all. And <laughs> I'm sitting there and be like, oh, no, he probably, he's li-. no. So yeah. take his word for it. Um. But yeah, this, this was the most heartbreaking yeah, of all of them, for honestly, sure. for me. So, um, we may, we'll, we may have to do a whole yeah. episode on that <laughs> later down the road. Okay. Next topic or grouping was if you would just get online, which now this one surprised me in a positive way. Yeah. Only 6% of our responses said, which is really just get online. To me. Yeah. Cause that seems to be kind of the pat answer from people. Yeah. Who don't know who don't understand who don't know like who are a little bit removed from current dating well just get online that's what everybody's doing right, right. that's all you do you just get on there and you meet someone you get married right like, it's fine easy as that simple no nope <laughs> so yeah it just surprised me how few there really were of that yeah and i think i think it's good to remind people who have no experience with online dating which even for me to say that is hilarious <laughs> i do have some but for people who are especially like older married people to be like hey Quantity and quality are not the same thing. Very. Yes. I think there is a misconception amongst, I don't want to say older people because they're not really that much older, but you know, people who are a step removed, as I like to say. There you go. That you get on an app, you get on a website, you get on whatever, and you put Christian on your profile and poof, all these people are solid Christians. And just, just think of that, translate that into real life if you were trying to and maybe this is the way to explain it to them like look when i go to church when i go to wherever you don't just assume just because this person showed up at church that they're this solid fully committed to the lord person you would vet them you would get to know them you would kind of go through that process and everyone's going to agree with that it's the same thing online just because you check a box this is literally check mark christianity like you check a box and you're not going to just say okay well they checked that box so i'm not going to ask any questions and I just probably should marry them. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in our region of the yep. country, may even the world, no one is going to slap on another religion as a label like they do Christianity. True. No one's just like, oh, I'm a Muslim and doesn't mean it. Like you just don't yeah, do that. Or, yeah. Yeah. They're very 
specific, I guess. But yeah. yes, in our part of the country, everyone's Christian. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Oh, I'm in the South and I, you know, believe there's a God. Sure, I'm a Christian. Check. Yes. And then it's like, okay, well that's very different than what right. I'm looking for as far as like shared faith goes. Yes. So that makes it a lot more complicated than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah. And even, you know, and this is, mm-hmm, that may be getting ahead of myself. Hmm. Never mind. Okay. One last thing, then you can go into your thing. Yeah. And two, if you have been online and it hasn't worked, if you are currently online and you aren't meeting anyone right now and someone's telling you, well, if you would just be online or if you just do more, put yourself out there more online, if we're going to combine ones, then again, you're like, okay, well, I am trying, but it's not working. And it, you kind of, you already kind of feel like, okay, I must be the only person that's not meeting someone here because it seems like everyone is that just kind of adds to it, which then you get in your head, which you have control over. You mm-hmm. control your thoughts. You control your responses. We're saying we know it makes it more difficult. We know that what they're saying really is all, you know, somewhat off base and not always true. But you ultimately control your thoughts. You ultimately have a control over your response and what you think and how you view yourself, how you view God, how you view that person based on what they said. To say, well, they made me blank. They made me feel this way. They made me think this. They made they may have contributed, but you are the ultimate gatekeeper exactly exactly i didn't mean to say that exactly i didn't mean to say that right after you oh gosh and you know as i think about this kind of falls with the same in the same camp as the put yourself out there that we talked about because just because you get online does not guarantee anything does it widen your pool of who you're gonna meet yes does it mean you're for sure gonna find your husband in that pool of getting online no And that's where we've got to be careful because dating is not a clean cut cause and effect situation. It's Mm -hmm. not, if I get online, I will meet my husband. If I put myself out there, I will meet somebody. If I do blank, I will not be single anymore. It's, if there were that formula, this podcast would not exist. We would not (laughs) need things like this. Exactly. (laughs) If it were that clean cut and one plus one is two, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And so... We have to get out of our head, again, buying into this, whether someone else has kind of formed this thought process or whatever, and we've bought into it, or whether we've gone down that rabbit trail ourselves. Just because you do X does not mean Y is going to happen. And it may raise your chances. It may give you better exposure to people, whatever. But ultimately, as Christians, we get to go back and say, hey, you know what? God is still sovereign. Yes. And I can be doing everything in my power to meet somebody, to not sit on my couch and hopefully fall in love with the Amazon delivery guy, whatever. (laughs) And it still may not happen. And that's where we've got to trust, okay, well, I'm doing my part. That's what my dad always says. He's like, Kristen, you do what only you can do. And then you let God do what only he can do. Yeah. And that applies across the board. You know, you go in to a job interview and you are prepped, you have researched the company, you have your resume all organized and proofread, you are, you know, wearing your business attire and you practice (laughs) your handshake and you're, you know, you're ready to go. You still may not be the best fit for the job. Yeah. 
and you may have done every single thing in your power and it still may not work out. Does it mean you're a failure? No. Does it mean that you didn't do what was in your power to prepare? No. And at the end of the day, you don't really want the job that you're not a good fit for. Exactly. You will be frustrated. They will be frustrated. It will be ineffective and just really not good. (laughs) Yeah. Same goes for relationships. You don't want to be in a relationship you're not a good fit for. And just because you think from your perspective, it would be a good fit. You don't have all the information that God has. So your perspectives and your decision making, very, very different. So just keep that in mind. Yes. All right. Next one. Oh, man. This one. (laughs) This one probably evoked the most anger (laughs) out of me, (laughs) I'm being really honest. Uh, This group of responses made up about 14% of our answers. Um, And it was summed up somehow in either... Stop looking or trust God more. Yeah. And it was interesting to me that. Let me, let me read a few of these. Okay. For y'all. Okay. You know, trust in God's timing. Keep waiting as if I have the option. I was going to say, if I knew there was a other alternative for that. Is there a stop waiting? (laughs) Where's that button I get to push? (laughs) Stop looking for a guy and then God will bring him to you. Stop worrying about finding someone and then it will happen. Hold on, pause. Can we go back? Read the one before that one again. Stop looking for a guy and God will bring him to you. Okay. Unless it is a direct quote from scripture. If you do this, then God will do that. I kind of, that bristles me a little. Unless we're reading scripture where God has promised he is going to do something. To say, well, if you do this and then God will do that is a little presumptive. And it doesn't have to just be about dating. It's across the board. Yes. Yep. That anytime I hear that with anything, I my, you know, antenna go up and I'm like, okay, what are we talking about here exactly? Like, mm. mm-hmm. so to tell someone, well, just stop looking and then God will bring you what you want. First of all, what does that even really mean? You know, it's funny. Like we hear all these phrases and we're like, oh yeah. But what does that really even mean? If you Mm. think about it, I was driving the other day and I saw this sign that just said, be a light in someone's darkness today. And I was like, that sounds really nice. But what is it? What does that mean? Like, how, how do you do that? And now we as Christians hear that and we read it and we think, from the standpoint, we, we apply truth to it almost automatically. We apply God's truth to that phrase. And when we say it and when we think it, that's what we're meaning. Be a light, show Christ to someone who's hurting. That's how we interpret that. But just by itself, it sounds really pretty. Mm-hmm. But you don't like, what does that really mean? And I feel like this a lot of times can be that same thing of, well, you just stop looking and then God will bring you your husband. That sounds really great. And it's encouraging because it's like, okay, if I can just stop and relax, God will do that. Show me where in scripture there's any sort of precedent for that. Well, yeah. And this is where I think a lot of people take uh, the delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you a desire your heart out of, out of context. Out of context. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not... Oh, by delighting yourself in the Lord, that means you're not looking for a husband anymore. But by doing that, he's going to give you the desire of your heart, which is a husband. Right. No, no. no. It's saying God will give you what the desires of your heart 
are. He will implant your desires into you because when you're delighting in him, your desires are what he wants for you. That is your desires to honor and glorify the Lord with whatever that means. So you're delighting in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will put them in you so that you can live them out. Not he's going to give you whatever you want. Yeah. But yes, I agree. That's straight where this comes from. Yeah. And I, I was at lunch with my mentor Elaine a couple weeks ago and we were just talking about my life in general and what was going on and talking about coaching and how fun that Mm -hmm. had been and my writing and all the stuff. And she was like, man, it really sounds like uh, the Lord's giving you the desires of your heart. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) she's like, he has, hasn't he? And I'm like, well, most of them. And she's like, no, (laughs) no, it's not what I'm saying. She's like, has he given you the desire? And I'm like, yeah, he has. Yeah. Is this the way I thought he would? Nope. Is it the timing I thought he would? No. Has he? Yes. And they have changed and realigned. Do I still want a husband? Yes, that has not changed. (laughs) But I think this is where we talk about, okay, it's not just, oh, I want a husband. Why do you want a husband? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the underlying desire here? And I can tell you that a lot of the things that, you know, that companionship and that, um, you know, that community, the community within that relationship and the, you know, support and somebody to talk to and all that stuff. God has fulfilled a lot of that in other areas of my life, Mm. whether that's my Mm -hmm. friends, my family, my job, my, you know, whatever. I'm not saying they've replaced him. I'm not saying that, again, I don't still want that, but those underlying desires, a lot of those have been met in ways that I didn't expect. Yeah. Because God knows, again, more of what you want and what you need than even you do. Because you can say, oh, Lord, I really want this. He's like, actually, no, you really want this. Yeah. And or, hey, you want this, but that's not really the best. So we're going to rework that and, and that's line it he up. And gives you those desires because mm-hmm. your ultimate goal and your ultimate purpose is to honor and serve him. And so then he puts opportunities in front of you. He gives you desires because that's your focus. And your desire is to honor and glorify him. So your true desire is, Lord, whatever you want me to do, that's where I want to be. And it may not, like you were saying, it may not look like what you had planned out. But you see you are content in doing those other things because you want to glorify him. And then he heaps on all of these other things as fringe benefits. Exactly. Really. Like, because he's so gracious. Exactly. And... I think the reason this group of responses frustrated me the most, because there's no other area of our lives where you're told to stop trying in order to get a desired result. No other area of your life. And no one's like, oh, you want to be a better basketball player? Stop practicing. Oh, you want to do better at your job? Stop working hard. Oh, you want to like go to college? Stop getting good grades. Like, no, And I know I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. But... No other area of our lives are we told to stop going for what we want it, if yeah. we want to get what we want. And yeah. so we're basically, in our Christian circles, told to use reverse psychology on God. Of, oh, if I stop looking and if I stop worrying about it and I stop, I say, oh, I don't, oh, I'll just be content in the Lord. I'm shocked no one said that. <laughs> yes. But if you're just being content in the Lord, he'll bring it and be like, oh, okay, yes, Lord, I'm totally content. Wink, wink. No, I really, really want a husband. I know. The absurdity of that yeah. whole, yeah. And I and I will tell y'all, for a long time, I bought into that. Yeah. Especially in high school when you're really like, uh, what's the word? Um, easily, easily influenced. Yes. 
I was like, oh, okay, that's all I got to do. I just got to be content in the Lord, and then I will meet my husband. It'll be well, great. There was one of the responses that literally said that if you would just stop desiring marriage, <laughs> then then you would meet someone, which, okay. I'm sorry. Talk about the ultimate trying to, like, reverse psychologize God, which is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I mean, duh. that is a whole series of episodes for a whole other day. That's another podcast. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, though. Like, can you imagine? We were kind of joking beforehand. Like, you kind of, like, you have, you see, I feel like we're, God has to have somewhat of a sense of humor. And that we're sitting there going, okay, I'm going to stop desiring marriage. And then God will know that means I really want it. And then he'll give me a husband because he knows I don't want what I want. Yeah. And we're like, that'll trick That'll him. do. I told Bethany, I'm like, if I could just picture God and like he's sitting up in heaven and be like, oh, Kristen, like shaking his head and chugging like, hey, Jesus, come watch this. Like, look, look what she's doing again. <laughs> she thinks if she tells me she's content that I'm just going to be like, Boop, there's your husband. Like, no. no. And obviously we're joking. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of like trying making the analogy is like. God does not operate like that. He is so much more concerned with your sanctification and your maturing in holiness than he is whether or not you have a husband. Mm-hmm. And it drives me up the wall, too, that people will say, if you'll stop looking and trust God, he'll bring someone. As if it's, there's this idea that looking, quote unquote, means that you're not trusting God. Now, could that mean that? Like, is it possible that it's, that is the case? Absolutely. And again, we're back to someone maybe trying to tell you something that you really should take heed of. Like, Hey, you're not trusting the Lord and you need to just stop looking and work on that. That's one thing. But to say, Hey, stop looking. And then God will do blank. Not the same thing. They're not automatically mutually exclusive. I guess that you can be looking for a husband. You can be pursuing options. You can be putting yourself out there. And y'all can't see the air quotes, but they were there. Uh, <laughs> and be fully trusting the Lord with whatever the result of that is. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you can't do both is ridiculous to me. Yeah, it, it is. It's fr- And that's, I mean, I literally feel like I've been through the swing of emotions and, and prepping for this episode yes. because I go from like laughter to anger to so sad. So sad. Because I'm like, gosh, this is so like... And what I, th- what I think, too, is there are a lot of conversations that I feel like need to be had between our generation and the married generation before us. Yes. But we, for me at least, it's hard to have those conversations, one, with people you care about because you yeah. don't want to cause tension and there's the, the, you know, peacemaker in me. But also... They're, they're, they can very easily pull the card. Well, I'm married, so you should probably listen to me. And yeah. it's like, no. like, <laughs> And that's something I would really encourage you to. Like, which married people are you listening to? Yeah. Because just because someone is married doesn't make right. them an expert on marriage or finding a spouse. Okay? And just because they found a spouse one way does not mean that everybody needs to find their spouse in the same way. Yes. So... Just keep that in mind. Y'all know how big we are on having wise counsel in your life and surrounding yourself with, you know, good discerning people to help you grow in your faith and your walk with Christ. The ones that are married, make sure those are married people you really like yes. want to listen to 
and not I say that like oh if you don't want to hear what they have to say but if they're really trying to understand where you're coming from and then offer you counsel not just oh this worked for me so it should obviously work for you yeah and observe their lives observe their marriage observe the way they apply scripture and they apply God's truth to other areas of Mm -hmm. their life and if you're like hey that is someone who is following the Lord and that is someone whose relationship I want to model after let me see what they did Mm -hmm. um seeking out people's advice and following it is one thing you have no obligation to follow every unasked for opinion that someone throws at you should you evaluate most of them not all i'm not gonna say all should Mm -hmm. you evaluate most of them though for truth for i mean just because someone delivers something in a not ideal way does not mean that what they're actually saying is invalid Mm -hmm. and we're all fallen human beings god uses fallen sinful people to help us we are created for community we are created for all of those things and if you dismiss off the top everything someone says because you don't like how they say it you're going that's on you a little bit mm-hmm. and so evaluate those things this advice that's offered up unsolicited that's the word i was trying to think of unsolicited there you go unasked for is what i said earlier good it, grief it works anyway <laughs> either way but you get all this unsolicited advice evaluate it if it applies take it but if it doesn't, get rid of it. You didn't ask for it. These aren't people whose advice and opinion you sought out. So if, don't feel obligated that you have to do whatever they say, no matter what, just because they're older and married. Mm-hmm. Those are not automatic qualifiers for someone being mature and spiritually astute whose advice you want to follow. Exactly. Exactly. Amen, sister. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Are we good? Yes. Okay. The next category, we didn't really know. Uh, they all kind of seemed to fit together, so we just called it Just Stop. <laughs> this is about 14% of our responses. I'm going to read you all these. Um, be more easygoing. Stop looking intimidating. Get out of your head. Stop thinking so far ahead. Relax. Stop overthinking. Be less fussy. Be less judgy. Be more approachable. It's basically stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> And do something different. Yeah. Um, This one is, I think there's some validity to some of these. I agree 100%. Okay. This is one of those where I'm like, okay, they're. Especially coming from people who know you. Yes. I am a textbook overthinker. My boss, y'all, got me a shirt for Christmas that says, hold on, let me overthink this. (laughs) Okay. Well, I haven't seen you wear that. I haven't yet. Well. Not in front of you anyways. (laughs) Um, But. There is some validity to, hey, if you're in your head a lot, if you're overthinking things, if you're 14 steps down the dating process and you're only on step two, you know. Yeah, it may be that you are, for lack of a better term, scaring guys off early on mm-hmm. because you're talking about things that shouldn't be talked about for two more months. You're yeah. way far down. You've overthought this. You know exactly what you're looking for in the end game. So you're talking about marriage and babies and what life looks like. And you haven't, maybe you haven't even gone out with him. You're on an app, you're talking, whatever. And he's like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah. If you see that as a pattern over and over and over with anything like that, you have to at some point stop and say, okay, what's the common denominator? Mm -hmm. Am I a factor in this? And maybe it is you're overthinking it. You're jumping way far ahead and you need to reel that in yourself and deal with that. So that is valid. Yeah. And the ones that are kind of, I'm a little more like iffy on are typically the ones about like being intimidating, um, approachable, whatever. 
here's where I want to make a distinction. If you are, because I, I have had, and I think Bethany's had this said to her mm-hmm. too. And I'm going to say this and I'm, please hear that my heart is not in an arrogant, braggy place. Okay. But as a girl in her twenties or thirties who you are out of your parents, you've got your own place. You've um, got a job, full-time job. You've got a car. You got a 401k. Whatever. Yeah. Adult things. Adult things. Okay. You can be told that you're intimidating. Oh, absolutely. Because you, quote, have it all together. Yeah. Okay, which, (laughs) newsflash. I'm sorry. That's not the criteria. (laughs) But if me living as an adult woman who has her life together, who can function on her own as an adult is intimidating to someone okay i'm okay i'm okay with that um i'm not going to change that i feel no obligation again to do something about that if me living as a responsible adult is intimidating so be it i will wait for someone that that doesn't intimidate yeah i am totally fine not changing that yeah and that's exactly where i was going is i if, am so if you, sorry no no no, no, no. <laughs> no i didn't mean it like that sorry no no i'm so glad you said that because that's where i want you to make the distinction here of if someone's intimidated by those things then you you don't want to be with that person no. because you don't want to feel like you've got to downplay what you've worked for and how you've kind of constructed your life up until this point because somebody else hasn't and they feel insecure about it. Yes. Intimidation and insecurity are very different things. Yes. Um, now, if you are coming into a situation and you're brash and loud and calling other people out and just over the top, okay, that's intimidating reasonably so and that is a point we say okay maybe i should change my approach maybe i should look at softening some of these things not because you want to find a man but because like if you are intimidating and making people uncomfortable because you're not what is it a gentle and quiet quiet spirit spirit. doesn't mean you have to be literally quiet but those things are not manifestations of a gentle and quiet spirit um, you can be goofy, you can laugh, you can be loud, that's fine. But are you exhibiting a gentle and quiet spirit? And that's where having a job, paying your bills, <laughs> keeping a house, those things are not antithetical to a gentle and quiet spirit. Mm-hmm. That's my defining yep. line. Yeah. I say, okay, is this exhibiting a gentle and quiet spirit? And if it is, and someone else is intimidated by that, or someone else has a problem with that, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change this to accommodate their problem with it. Because yeah. really, they're having a problem with... There's nothing sinful going on in my life. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong attitudes. There's no wrong any of that. So I will continue to live my life as I am when those things are at stake. Yeah. And so that's that's where I would caution you here is, yes, while some of these have have some validity to them, some things you want to take into consideration... This other side of it is you've got to figure out, okay, what what might be valid that someone's intimidated by when it comes to how you're interacting or how you're living your life versus what are you just like, okay, well, that's whether it's the what your lifestyle and even your faith. Like yeah. if the strength of your faith is intimidating to a guy, like I would hope that when I meet a guy, he's like, 
wow, look how strong she is in her faith. Like this, I love how much of a priority this is to her. You can clearly see that she is following Jesus. She's pursuing him and not, oh gosh, she's so like, she clearly really into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so intimidating. I think that's where you've got to figure out what are you okay with kind of, um, not attracting. Yeah. And what are you thinking? Okay, well, maybe this, I am getting in my own way in a couple of things here. Maybe I do need to um, think about how I'm approaching people, yeah. how I'm conversing with people. For example, with that, I've been told multiple times that I'm I'm intimidating, like, make sure you don't intimidate guys. Like, I'll, I, I've been told that multiple times in my life. I am loud. I laugh loudly. I, whatever. Y- y'all know me. I'm on here all the time. Anyway... <laughs> But I have asked people before. I've asked guys and I've asked girls and I've said, what is it about me that is intimidating? Because I, if you know me. You've asked me this question. Yeah, we've talked about it. I don't feel like I'm unapproachable. I don't feel like I should be intimidating to people. We've talked about before. People who are my friends, once you know me, you're not intimidated by me. So I've asked, what is it that intimidates people? Because I do want to be sensitive to that and change what I should and all of that. And the one thing that has been said to me consistently with that is that I am very sure of my opinions and quick to voice them. And that's intimidating because it's like, oh, like while people are maybe still processing what they think on something, I'm talking and I've decided and whatever. And they're like, oh, my word, I'm behind kind of thing. Now, half the time I go, I say something and I'm like, well, I don't actually know. I probably shouldn't have said that as forcefully as I did. It just seems like it makes sense. How often do I say that? Oh, all the time. All the time. I remember one time, literally, <laughs> Bethany said something. I'm like, that's not true. And she was like, yeah, you're probably right. But it, and it was so funny. But it was just like, when you know her, yes. you get that. And I realize I say things. So that's something I'm conscious of, that I say things very sure of myself sometimes when I shouldn't I'm not as sure of myself and if you want to really boil it down to its core that's not honest Mm. and that's a problem right so that is something that I'm conscious of one because that's sinful to, to be misrepresenting things so I'm conscious of what words I use and how I say things and I work on that but then at the same time I also have trained myself to okay you're in a group you don't always have to say something first or say it the loudest, but I've kind of conditioned my people say I seem really confident and I'm not as confident as people think, but I've learned if you say things first and you say them the loudest, people assume you are confident and they want to follow you wherever you're going. So I've learned, take a step back, let other people say, don't say things forcefully as much, ask for opinions, ask questions instead And that's something that's just kind and caring to other people. I'm not changing who I am. I'm not lessening anything about my, you know, strength and confidence or anything like that. I'm being considerate of other people. That's the difference. I'm not going to go sell my car because it makes someone uncomfortable that I own one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, do you see the difference difference. there? Exactly. There's a difference for sure. So kind of to wrap this one up, like you were saying, though. There is more validity to this one. And I think we've kind of talked through that. I will say this one probably most likely comes down to how you say it as opposed to what you're saying. So when someone's telling you this, we all know we overthink. We all know we're way 27 steps ahead. I was talking to Kristen the other day. I was like, okay, humor me. I know I'm 15 steps ahead in this right now. Like I know what I'm saying is way down the road. Like go with me here. 
We all know we do that. So when someone's telling us that, they're not telling us something that's not true, most likely in this instance. So kind of like what I was saying before, don't write it off because of how they say it if what they're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Take it for what it is. Don't be offended and work on it. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing I will add to that, this is just kind of a free nugget of wisdom. <laughs> You're welcome. As um, opposed to the others that we charge yes, you for. <laughs> exactly. Take this episode or the reminders of things you may have been told, even if you didn't write it in an answer, I'm sure the majority of you have heard at least one of these in your lifetime as you've dated. If not, you will. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and think about, gosh, I my dad would be so proud. Golden rule. I harp on it all the time. Yes. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Think about how it affects you when people speak to you this way, whatever they're saying to you. And keep that in mind as you are giving wisdom and you are giving advice and you are giving your input in other people's lives. Because a lot of, not all, but a lot of what we see here could have been communicated in a more loving, constructive, and helpful way than it was. But just thinking about how, like Bethany said earlier, the delivery and how you say it is just as important if not at sometimes more important than what you're saying because if totally. the delivery's off it's not going to hit the way you want it to so just as a side note as you're communicating with people <laughs> yeah. you care about moving forward think about this and think about okay yeah she said this and if i want to say something similar to somebody else what do i wish somebody would have said to yes. me about yes. this and i'm going to phrase it that way right cuz just because we're saying when someone is speaking to you, just because they don't say something the way you like, you're still responsible for evaluating what they say and, you know, taking the good parts or the applicable parts to heart. So in one sense, we're saying how they say it doesn't matter as much, but we're not saying that you just go say whatever you want to and how you say it doesn't matter. It's on them to take what it, take from it what they should. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Good distinction. You're responsible for both your responses, but then also your words. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, our last common category, we've got a miscellaneous category theme that (laughs) Bethany's going to walk us through, but was a combination of don't be so picky and lower your standards. This made up 25% of our responses. Literally 15% of them had the word picky in it. Yeah. So not be less picky. Don't be so picky. Lower your standards. Don't have high standards. Compromise. And and, then this was the most repetitive of all of them. We kind of put these together that don't be picky and lower your standards because I think when people say this, they mean the same thing, but we want to create a distinction here. And this is more because in your thinking about it as you're, like we said, people say things, they may not say it the right way, but okay, now I'm going to take it and evaluate what should I take from it? So someone may say, don't be too picky. And you're like, well, I'm not being picky. And someone says, lower your standards. And you're like, well, I don't want to. What can you take from that? They mean the same thing, but being picky and having high standards are not synonymous. Exactly. I'm, yes. <laughs> All the praise hands. <laughs> yeah. No, there is. There's a difference. If you're not going out with a guy because you've never liked brunettes, that's being too picky. Yep. Okay. If you have standards that are set according to what the Bible describes as a godly man, and you're sticking to those, that's not being too picky. That's having high standards, and that's having high 
biblical yes. standards. Okay. And I think so often, just what Bethany was saying, the word standard gets just coupled with, oh, my standard is that he loves the Lord and that he's got brown hair and he's tall. Like those are not like, okay, no. well, the tall, the taller than me is a standard. Okay. We're, we all know that. <laughs> uh, that shouldn't have used that as an example. But again, with preferences, and with non-negotiables, your non-negotiables are going to be your standards and you should have your standards backed up by scripture. Absolutely. And even in those other things you're talking about being taller than you, having a standard that someone is taller than you, while sure it's not scriptural, okay, that's fine. That's something you're not going to budge on. And we've talked about that. You can have a couple of those things that are really preferential, but you they're really important to you. Now, if someone came to me and said, I don't, I'm not going to date someone who is not taller than me, I would say, okay. If someone came to me and said, okay, I would date someone who's six, five, but if he's only like five eleven, and I'm five, seven, um, he's only like five eleven, So that's not really enough taller than me. I would say you are being way too picky, way too picky. Does that make sense that's on that? That's the distinction. Yes, exactly. And that's where you've got to figure out what camp you're falling into. Yes. Because if someone is saying, oh, you're being too picky because, you know, I mean, I know you've never dated a brunette before, but like, why not? You know, it's going to turn gray anyways. <laughs> yeah. So or fall out of it. Yeah, die. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's, there's some, again, validity to that. Absolutely. I just, yeah, I think being picky is one thing because that is really more talking about preferences. So when someone tells you, oh, don't be so picky, are they telling you, okay, you're really being too caught up in the little things or are they telling you? Your standards are too high because I would tell someone you can absolutely be too picky and you should not be, but I would never tell anyone to lower their standards. Mm -hmm. And so I think when people are telling you lower your standards, they're meaning don't be too picky, but it's not coming out right. And yeah, don't budge on those standards. But we've also talked about don't have too many of them. Yeah. Keep them where God keeps them. And if you have a couple of other things, like we were saying that are, a big deal. Okay, fine. He has to be taller than you. I'll give you that. Yeah. But don't elevate too many of those other things to that level, in which case I would say, hey, maybe I, I wouldn't tell you to lower your standards even that. I would say, hey, reevaluate your standards because I think you have mixed up where they are and you're being too picky and you need to move some of those things over to preferences. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've told this story on here before with my dad asking me, because y'all know how I am about like... Six feet or taller would be ideal. So my dad was like, okay, let's say he's 5'10 and he's everything you want. Are you going to date him? I'm like, yes, of course I am. <laughs> but I needed that reminder of that question of like, oh, yeah, I am. So right. if I meet this great guy and, you know, he's only 5'10, I don't need to be like, mm, nope. Like, that's dumb. Yes. Like, oh, absolutely. And, and you... You can say it's dumb, but then your mind is already thinking like, oh, God, he's 5'10. It's like, yes. really? Kristen, you're five, six and a half. Like... <laughs> That's plenty of, you can still wear heels. Like it's not, Yes, know, it's not a big deal. Yes. Within those things, you have to separate in your mind. Okay. The ideal is one thing. The requirement is something else. I, yes. in your instance, the requirement is that he's taller than you. The ideal is that he's six two and keep those in their proper place. Yep. The end. And guess what? Preach to the choir here. He's not going to hit every ideal. No. Even if you marry no. him. Even if you marry him, he won't. It's just not going to happen. So. No. Well, and we did have someone. <laughs> there was a response. I don't know which category I went with now. 
but it literally said just pick someone and fix him we're, we didn't we didn't bring it up before because we don't have time to go into all that's wrong in nope. that scenario but yeah in that same instance you, he's not gonna hit every ideal but you can't go into it with the mentality of i'll fix him you have to go into these relationships and you have to go into marriage with someone saying i see you i see your flaws i see your imperfections and i am choosing to love you and commit to you for the rest of my life even if none of them ever change mm. Not expecting them to change because you're going to fix him. And in five years, he's going to be this perfect guy that you have cultivated. Yes. Nope. Exactly. All right, Bethany. Okay. Bethany is all (laughs) dibs on our miscellaneous category. I have because she was reading them to me. We've got one, two, three, four, five things here. And I was like, ooh, these have a common theme. But I didn't tell her what it was. No, I have no idea what's about to happen. Do you want to read them? Sure. Okay. Read off our our five things. The five. These were our five favorite from the miscellaneous category. Um, just start dating your guy best friend. Listen to me. So if you would just listen to me, you wouldn't be single anymore. <laughs> anybody's mom said that to them? Yes. Pick someone and fix him. Okay. Yeah. You just said, uh, if you would just let me do it for you, if you would just let me find someone for you, you wouldn't be single anymore. And if you would just live somewhere else. Okay. Which I literally asked Bethany. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kidding. Okay. Says the girl who doesn't want to move. Right. I know. You're like, I could move to, you know south of atlanta i guess instead of north of it that would be fine okay so here we go do you have any guess as to what this common theme is here um no i have no idea i can give you a hallmark movie whose plot is every single one of these things are you serious oh yeah i mean i don't have one that i'm thinking of for everyone start dating your guy best friend tell me that's not a hallmark movie oh that's so true if you would just listen to me the quirky best friend or the great aunt Susie or whoever y'all my jaw is dropping <laughs> if you would just pick someone and fix him like <gasps> it'll be fine let me do it for you let me set you up yes and then live somewhere else if the big city girl <laughs> would just go back to her hometown oh thank my you God. So what we have here is too many people who have bought into the lie of Hallmark and romantic comedies. And that if you would just do these things, then everything would be fine. Now y'all know why live somewhere else was appealing to me because I've been on a Hallmark (laughs) kick recently. Oh my gosh. Yes. How did I not think of this? I don't know. Wow. I don't know if I'm like worthy of being your friend anymore. (laughs) It's okay. You didn't tell me about the fried lasagna. We're going to go to Olive Garden soon. <laughs> and then we're going to watch a Hallmark movie. And then we're going to watch a Hallmark movie about living somewhere else and letting, you know, your best friend set you up with your guy best friend and then it'll all be fine. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, y'all. Before we wrap this episode up, first of all, because the last little bit's funny. So like on a serious note, we, one, are so glad that those of you who responded did. Like this is the most responses we've ever gotten on one of these yeah. question episodes. So we love doing this. We will continue doing this in future seasons. Like it's so fun to get y'all involved and like get your answers, but thank you for being honest and yeah. thank you for being willing to share. Like I know a lot of these are probably not easy to share because even just vocalizing them in this way mm-hmm. is just another way of like, Oh God, I know. Like you start thinking maybe they're right. Maybe I need to do this. And again, there, there is some validity to some of these things, but this is where we really want to encourage you to be discerning and go talk to the people who you really trust, who know you well, who have a good picture into your life and how, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And like, I can list off three or four people right now that I would feel totally confident saying, okay, if I want to 
boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Is there something I'm doing or not doing that's standing in the way of that? That's a great question to ask. Mm -hmm. And the answer may be, hey, no, you know what, Kristen? You're doing great. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're doing things, you're active, you're meeting people, you are, you know, fill in the blank. Or it may be, hey, have you thought about this? Or hey, maybe mm-hmm. like when you do this, it kind of comes across this way. Maybe try to work, whatever. But I trust those people enough to be able to like take it and know that they actually want to help me, mm-hmm. not just like bark advice at me because <laughs> they're ready for me to be yeah. married. Um, so discernment is key here. Yes. You, you can learn a lot from what we've talked about today of what to do going forward and what not to do what to listen to and what not to listen to and how to kind of filter through these different things you're being told so that was kind of our goal in this whole episode is helping y'all take your first steps into being discerning through that yes hopefully that was helpful but we can't leave y'all without sharing some of our favorite responses welcome to the looking for the middle senior superlative (laughs) I'm so excited about this. There were some, y'all, that we specifically did not read because we saved them till the end. Okay. How do you want to start with? Well, let's just go through them. Most likely to succeed. And the honor goes to... If you would just go to Bible college, (laughs) you would find someone... Worst part is I've been told like, oh, Kristen, you should go to seminary. Then maybe you'll meet a pastor. I'm like, really? This is what we're so like. I identify so closely with this, but oh my gosh. However, we did vote it most likely most- to succeed. Yes. <laughs> Seriously though. Okay. Now next, most likely to cause an injury. Kristen's personal favorite. This is my favorite. I'll, I'll read. I don't think Kristen gets. No, get I can. I can do it. I can okay, do it. you I got it? Do it. Yes. If you would just wear high heels, you would find somebody. The actual quote was, someone told me I need to wear heels to get a man. I'm like, girl, let me tell you, I wear heels probably 80% of my life. It doesn't work. Okay? If that's the only criteria, I am failing miserably at this. So, yes, most likely to cause an injury. Broken ankles, all sorts of things. Yes. Tripping. Although, if you wear them and then fall into a guy... That might work for you. But it also might still injure him. Yeah. So, you well, know. I mean, is it worth it? I didn't if it's say a, it wasn't worth it. It's a minor it. injury. Uh, it's yes, really not. It's a fine. Pain. Okay. Wow. Next. This is how far we've fallen. <laughs> fallen. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'll just <laughs> see myself out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like you need to keep this in. <laughs> Mm. All right. Number three. Number three. We can do okay, it. Number three. Most likely to get you slapped. Or most likely to cause Kristen to cuss, if you really <laughs> want to be honest. If you would just pray, you would find someone. That's a little insulting. I know. I'm like, do you think, what do you think I'm talking to God about? You know, like we, we talk about a lot of things. You don't think that's well, on the list? not even if you would just pray about this. It's if you would just Pray, yeah. period. Mm. As if they assume you're, you're not, not married, which means you must not be praying. Yeah, that'll get you slapped upside mm-hmm. the head. Okay. Deep breaths. Two more. Number four. The best comeback award goes to... This was my absolute favorite. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. <laughs> if you would just put yourself out there, you would find someone. But she goes, put yourself out there. Put myself out where? Where is this place? Especially in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> 
where am I supposed to go? So much. Where is there? Oh, yes. Where is there? Where is there? Okay. And last, but certainly not least, our statement voted most likely to just offend everyone is... If you would just smile, you would meet somebody. You're a pretty girl. Just smile. And he'll walk right up. As if it's that (laughs) simple. I mean, first of all, we're telling girls, just smile. That's all you got to do. I smile a lot, Don't talk. Don't try to anything else. Just smile. Better to just not talk. (laughs) I'm reading into that a lot. Yes, I'm also picturing that meme of that, like, little, like, toddler that is going like she's like gritting through her teeth <laughs> yeah. really like awkward smile awkward like that smile. that would be me but then also at the same time that's a little offensive to guys yeah. we're like really all you gotta do is smile there's not much more to him than that yeah excuse you i'm sorry that's just gonna i hope he, that'll offend everyone i hope he's looking for more than that thank you yes and we we don't think that hmm. Hmm? we don't think that what i don't know and we have more faith in guys than that too yes. so that will just offend everyone. Yes. So okay, we just wanted to share those with y'all. Those thank were, you. Those were to our, our favorites. Graduating class, we like to thank our parents and the academy and everyone else, all the fans, all the all of our fans, everyone who helped us get to this place where we are now concluding the 2021 looking for the middle senior superlatives. Wow, so official. I know. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh anyway, I love that. <laughs> okay, guys, I think that wraps it up. We have. If you're still here, <laughs> y'all are amazing. This is awesome. We really do thank our fans. Yes, we do. <laughs> Not really fans. They're really more friends. They are friends. We feel like we're sitting here chatting with you guys almost. So thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Can I just say that too, that when we get a message from y'all and you say something along the lines of like, it just feels like I'm sitting across the table from my friends or like sitting on the couch with my friends and talk. That is the biggest compliment. It so is. Like that. That was, was our, our goal. One goal. Yeah. Not one. But that was a driving force in starting this whole show is we don't want to sound super produced. We don't want to sound super scripted. We want it to be like we're sitting here just chatting with our girlfriends about mm-hmm. issues that we all face. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we get your messages that say that that's what's coming across, we like virtual high five each other and... It's just a happy day. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being on this journey with us. We so appreciate it. We will be back on Friday with a backstage pass. So check it back for that. Um, And if anything you have heard today has been helpful, it's made you laugh, it's made you cry, whatever it is, tell a friend about us. That is the best thing you could do for us. We thrive on your recommendations because then more people listen and more people find us and that helps us be able to keep doing what we're doing so tell a friend about us if we have been helpful to you and we will leave you with that so until next time i'm bethany and i'm Kristen, and this is looking for the middle